Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey everyone, this is Colin Macy O'Toole from Below Deck Mediterranean and you're listening to Jim and Florence on the forum. Hi everyone, this is Jim Jacks, and welcome to the forum. And no, Ray Romano does not make me laugh. I know you guys are crazy. A lot of these people, Seinfeld, uh, but this next guest, I am so excited because, like Jackie Martin said on a show about Howard Stern, he said there's certain people that have certain other people's funny bones, and if if anyone has the funny bone, uh, she has mine. I just think she is Aww. so talented and so funny. And why don't you introduce Florence, our next guest? And boy, am I excited to talk to her. I will. It's my pleasure. And I just want to say I love Ray Romano, but I also love her <laughs> next- <laughs> You're allowed. Her name is Miriam Spirk. She is a comedian. She is a radio show host. She... Is very talented, very funny, um, true TV's world's dumbest. She's been on Comedy Central. This woman has done it all, and I am so pleased to welcome Marianne Sirk to the forum. Hi, Marianne. Oh, you guys. I am honored. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and you, you just made my day with that, that our little oh. history, Jim and I, and then you guys talking about radio. This is a great way to spend a Saturday. <laughs> oh, well, how, talent, how talented I think you are. I still watch you every every weekend. I DVR, I always watch World's Dumbest, and I think you're just the funniest person. And, so uh, funny. If your crowd was filled with me, you'd be making millions right now, oh, Marianne. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marianne, <laughs> now, Marianne, the first thing, why don't you talk about your East, I think you're from Rochester, and you're an East yeah. Coast girl. What made a good good girl from the East who is <laughs> at Syracuse, and yeah. all of a sudden, you're in theater, you seem to be killing it, you seem to be doing good. Name what was kind of the, your your thinking? And obviously, when we're young, we do different types of uh, decisions. But what was your thinking when you went to theater? I know you went to New York, and what was that kind of moment when you say, "Wow, I want to be in comedy over acting." Right. You know, it's funny. I'm a comedian. I've been doing stand up for almost twenty years, and I was never a fan of stand up comedy. Like, I didn't grow <laughs> up watching the greats. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. I didn't go to shows or anything. I wanted to be a theatrical, regional theater actress, traveling, performing, doing that. And I got a degree in theater and moved to New York City and realized how hard it was, like big slap in the face, like, oh, my gosh, you have to audition and, (laughs) you know, for little non-paid theater shows. So I, I was waitressing and a girl said, oh, I've got to do, I've got a comedy show if you want to come see it. And I was floored. Like you do stand up. Oh my gosh. I never, you're so brave. Like I always talk about when people don't do comedy, they refer to comedians as like firemen. They're like, you're so brave. I could never do that. (laughs) You know, like it's the same things we call, you know, we say 
And I'm like, no, we're not. We're just telling jokes in a basement. We are not. We're all that. But people are amazed by it. Like, oh, my gosh. But that's, that was me. I was like, I cannot believe you do this. So I went to go see her. Uh, and everybody was hilarious. I was dying laughing, crying. And I didn't even know that was a possibility, you know, that people could make you laugh that hard. And oh, yeah. she went up and she was fine. Like, she did okay. But I do remember thinking, like, this girl's going to go nowhere. She should not, not quit her day job. <laughs> um, anyway, that girl was Amy Schumer. I don't know Amy. <laughs> But she was, no, she's a very nice waitress, but she was fine. <laughs> but she got so much work. You know, I was like hooked after that moment because I thought I could do what she did. Like I could get up there and be okay. Like as soon as the bar was lowered, I was like, oh, I, I can do that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like her mediocrity yes. inspired me. <laughs> so I literally the next day signed up for an open and was addicted and never looked back because I was like, oh, I could perform every single night, two, three times a night, my own stuff. I could wear what I want. I could chew gum. Mm -hmm. There are no rules. I could talk about what I think is funny. So it was just so freeing instead of waiting for a great role to come along. So addicted, completely addicted wow. right after that. Now, what's funny and is then, so yeah, I think it's funny that you said that because someone asked me, I was on a show and they said, why did you start doing podcasting? And I said, because of the suckage of everybody else. <laughs> I yes, thought, well, you're like, come on, <laughs> lower the bar. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But now, now you, you obviously took the big leap of going to New York, I believe from you had some struggles in New York after 9-11. Obviously, New York changed totally. Just sad time and businesses and everything. Yeah. And you moved back home. What made you kind of get that's a big deal to be a young person and to go from New York to L.A.? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I met. OK, wait. So now I'm going to name drop a little bit. Good. I Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who was Stamos at the time, saw me do stand-up at a little tiny bar. I think it was called the Ha Ha Comedy Club mm -hmm. in New York, like a 6 p.m. show. She was just, you know, messing around in the city, and she went in and saw it. And I started, like, sort of dating one of her friends. And oh, wow. um, isn't that crazy? He was a writer. So I went out to L.A. for the first time to visit him. And as corny as it sounds, as soon as I landed in L.A., I felt like I was home. And I know that that mm. sounds like really hippy-dippy, but I just never connected with the East Coast. I grew up freezing cold in Rochester and always got depressed in the winter in New York City. So when I went to L.A., it was just like, yes. And I know people hate L.A. Like, people have real trouble connecting to you know others in Los. they say it's fake yeah. or whatever i did not maybe i'm gullible everyone seems lovely to me and i loved it so i thought as soon as i can i'm gonna get out here like i just want to live in california yeah 9-11 yeah, in new york city was not a fun time for anybody and i i was tired i was tired of like collecting my rent table by table and mm -hmm. just the rat race of it all so i moved to Rochester to save up money to go to LA. That was my mm -hmm. goal. So I took like eight or nine mm -hmm. months living at home in my high school bedroom in my twenties, you know, <laughs> again, not a, not a fun time. Yeah. Um, and just, and just saved up what I could and made the move. And it was the best, the best move I could have ever made because there's way more TV in LA. And I realized I really liked doing 
TV and com- I love auditioning for commercials. I loved doing commercials, just the challenge of trying to be funny really fast, you know, yeah. like 30 seconds, try to make it funny. Like that was my favorite thing. And my sta- there wasn't as much stand up in LA, but mm-hmm. um, there was more acting and I loved it. I loved driving around. My trunk would be full of costumes for auditions and I would wow. just go from the valley to the, to the beach and audition. <laughs> and it was, it was fun. The best seven years, definitely, of my life. Now, what's interesting is we know a lot. We've talked to Jackie Martin. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of comedians, and they talk about this life that, oh, my gosh, the drudgery of trying to make it and the, the hard yeah. times yeah. and just bombing. Uh, oh, there's one person in the crowd. <laughs> and he's he's sleeping, you know. You really didn't have a lot of that. You seemed to do very well at the start. I started off strong in New York City the first couple of years. I got a lot of attention because – looking back, I was like, okay, I was 23 and the, a new flavor on the scene. And that's sure. almost misleading because they're, you know, then you're like, this is going to be great. It's going to be easy. <laughs> um, so, you know, then the casting directors are like, oh yeah, we know her. We've seen her and they get, they're ready for the next flavor. So mm-hmm. I, I did book a lot. I did a lot of the VH1. I love the twenties and, or, or I love yeah. the, um, sorry, I love the nineties. Yep. and all that yeah and they were free yep. no money but they were like exposure so sure. you know that old <laughs> that old trick so i got a lot of good tv exposure but the money was lacking so yeah. la i feel like i got you know a little more attention in that regard but people needed girls like you know in the early 2000s there were definitely female comedians not as many as there are today mm-hmm. but i filled a need for bookers you know they there are a lot of disadvantages for women in male dominated uh professions but there are advantages which was i you know they needed girls i was a girl and I was good. So I loved mm-hmm. that they didn't expect me to be funny. They're all oh, girls aren't funny. Fine. Go ahead and think that. And then, it, you know, then I'll wow you or, you know, it's better than being like, she's supposed to be amazing. You know, I'd rather have a nice low bar that I could just sort of easily <laughs> hop over. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was often the only girl. And the, then I met uh, people that would take me out on the road and excuse me, I never had issues with male comedians on the road or safety issues but the problem i always ran into were um the bookers of comedy clubs would always assume i was dating the guy i was with they would or they would just think i was the girl you know you're not oh you're his girlfriend where's the feature act and i'm like no i'm the i'm the comedian and then trying to convince them no we're not sleeping together i'm just i'm a comedian and he's a guy and we just happen to be co-workers like that was probably the only challenge i had as far as like dealing with being the only girl but other than that i thought it was i got a lot fast because of Mm -hmm. because of that which i loved oh yeah i think you and before we go i think we talked about this your family you seem to have an amazing family wanted to dedicate the show to your dad david and he passed away a couple years ago uh, I think next week. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and the support system that you had? He seemed like a really great guy, very accomplished guy too. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for knowing all that. Yeah. He was, a, he's a Marine. I guess you're not supposed to say was, you're always a Marine. Yeah. Uh, so he's a Marine and a salesman and just did a ton. I have two older sisters and my mom did, was a stay at home mom. So he supported all of us, put us through private. My dad and I had a really close bond, which we used to always like, you know, when I was little, he'd be like, who wants to go to the hardware store? And I was the one that was like already in the car waiting, you know, like, <laughs> I'll go, you know, and we would talk and take day trips. And I almost feel like 
he's the reason why I'm not famous. I'm like, I feel like comedians are only really successful if they had horrible childhoods. And I'm like, you're the reason. I had a really nice, good childhood. Um, And when I was in LA, uh, yeah, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So um, Mm -hmm. I was in my late thirties and I was like, boy, I, you know, feeling like I'm tired again of trying to try of the grind. And I wanted to be with him. I knew he only had a few more years left. So I moved back from LA to Rochester and started the morning radio and took care of my dad in his last um, two or three years of his life. So yeah. really helped my mom because she was struggling being the caretaker. So that was hard. That was really tough. But um, I'm glad I had it. Yeah, and that's that shows what kind of a family that you had. A lot of people would stay home or, or stay in their work and just say, well, I'll make it and I'll call every day or something like that. They're a real bond in your family, which I've liked, uh, and you've talked about it. And he just seemed like a really ble- a huge blessing to your family. So definitely missed, and we wanted to dedicate the show and have a have a fun Thank time you. in his honor and in, uh, in all our father's yeah. honors because we've all lost our dad. So it's, it's really yeah. important to remember the people that brung us, as we say in the football world. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad we could do that because we need to remember the, the the people that really made us who we are. It's uh, the most important thing for sure, amen. family. I wanted to give a shout out to your your podcast co-host Steve Willis, and that yeah. guy crack he <laughs> cracks me up. The funniest thing I've ever heard in a Funny. podcast is when he tells you something controversial and he whispers. Like you're the only <laughs> one that's supposed to listen and hear it. <laughs> that, that just, yes, yes. <laughs> I cannot. I can, and also the great Kirk McEwen of Baltimore, ninety-eight, yeah. The Rock. Great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm so. And and a lot of you say, well, that's not in my area. Go online. We're going to be posting all this stuff. Please. I listen to radio shows and podcasts from all over the world, not just my San Francisco Bay Area all over the world. And I love listening to Marianne and Kirk and they're funny. They got great chemistry. It's just really a good time. So again, if you're a Raven fan, wow, there's no other. Oh, yeah. So uh, yes, obviously yeah. big rate, big year this year for the Ravens. So, uh, uh, came so close. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, and, but I think they will be just, you know, have a great year next year and I'm not a big fan of Mahomes girlfriend. So, uh, let's hope they don't win again. I don't know if you saw the annoying videos of her online, uh, when they won. No, but, uh, I didn't. Holy Lordy Lord. She is, uh, oh, no. she's very loud. Uh, let's just oh, put it gosh. that way. But, uh, but, well, uh, our Lamar I, doesn't have an annoying girlfriend, so I'm happy. Oh gosh, these athletes <laughs> and their girlfriends don't get me started. Well, right. hopefully they just have one. So, uh, but anyway, that's another yeah. story. But, uh, anyway, when you came back, you got into radio. I read, uh, or I listened to an interview about you getting into radio and we really wanted to, uh, Florence, especially I'll, I'll let her take it over. She, we're really interested about how the transition of being in the comedy yeah. circuit, being on TV and also have some world's dumbest. We have a couple fans that asked me some questions about you. So, uh, but I'll, but yeah, but I'll let Florence take it over. Yes. I, like I had told you before the interview started, I had always dreamed of being in radio and I'm a teacher. I'm a special education teacher, but finally, after many years of dreaming of doing, doing that, I finally got up the nerve and got a job at a radio station. And I was just wondering how you 
decided to get into radio? Was it something you always wanted to do? And since you've started, how, how are your feelings toward being in the radio business? Oh, my gosh, you're so funny that I, I love hearing people say like, oh, I really want, you know, like I said earlier, I, I'm shocked when people say I would love to do radio because <laughs> to me, it's like podcasts seem to be the thing, you know, and yep. radio, yep. but we all grew up. We all grew up, of course, listening to radio shows. So I, just like comedy, I was never a big, like, fan of radio shows. Like, I just sort of stumbled into it again, you know, like, and I think that worked to my advantage because anytime you want something really badly, maybe that they can sense it and smell it. And that's why, you know, like, that's why you don't get, yeah. like, I wanted to be a regional theater actress and I never got it because I think I wanted it too much or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was headlining the comedy club in my hometown of Rochester, and I did promotion like a lot of comedians do. So I went on the morning show there and did promotion and clicked with Brother Weeze, who's a legend yeah. in Rochester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I grew up. You guys know him? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He, he'd be a great interview for you, too. He's got stories galore. Um <laughs> He, yeah, she's great. And I listened to him in high school. So I, I was comfortable on the show and we hit it off. And randomly, when I was visiting home the next time I texted him or tweeted, hey, I'm it's just some dumb thing like, hey, what's up? I'm listening. Or, and he goes, oh my gosh, you've got to call me. I have a huge opportunity for you. And I, I have, could not even dream what he wanted. And he said, we really always wanted a female comedian co-host. And the fact that you texted me out of the blue was such a bizarre sign. This has to happen. So I called him and he goes, can you take audition? And I go, please, I am never, ever moving to Rockford. This is when I was still in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm never going to come back to Rochester. And he goes, just do it, just do it. So I did three days audition and moved back to L.A. and, and forgot about it. Then my dad got the diagnosis mm -hmm. of Alzheimer's. And I got bed bugs mm. in my apartment. My roommate goes, we have bed bugs. Oh. So all, I was going to have to move. So all the, and I got the job offer. So I was like, wow. I, I have to move to Rochester. This has to happen. I got a job offer. My dad needs me. I have to move anyway. Like it was just bizarre. So, wow. right. Wow. It was just everything lined yeah. up. So I packed my bags and I moved. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was a tough transition. I'm not going to lie. It's it's not all roses and sunshine. I had a really tough time going from Los Angeles to Rochester because the mindset was different. And it's a classic rock radio show there. And so their audience wasn't, uh, they wanted someone a little saltier, I think, yep. or someone a little mm -hmm. more like uh, salt of the earth kind of <laughs> ru yeah, rougher around the edges. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I don't talk politics at all on yeah. air, but they could smell that I was um, liberal. You know, they could yeah. tell and they didn't like it. Even though I would never say anything, they just didn't I just never felt liked and Weez would make jokes like he's old school. So he would mm -hmm. make jokes about my appearance and I was really self-conscious about that. We, we had a tough time to be honest, but, but I learned so much like, Oh my gosh, I learned how to keep the energy up because on a, I listen to a lot of podcasts that can be real low energy and slow mm -hmm. and True. chatty and conversational and radio it's a little zippier. You have to, you're putting on a show all morning long. Yeah. So I learned a yeah. lot from him and 
and I learned what I'll never do again. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, if I'm ever in a job where this happens, I'm going to quit next time, you know, but I, I, sorry if this sounds negative, but it's definitely what, what I, what happened. Um, and mm -hmm. I got married and got pregnant and the girl that replaced me when I was on maternity ended up being great for the job. Like she was so clearly right for the station. So when I got back from maternity, um, I got laid off and I was like, Oh, I kind of saw that coming. Like I kind of, <laughs> it has been yeah. three and a half years and I didn't want to be on the show anymore, but I didn't want to get laid off. Yeah. So, um, I was hurt, but I, you know, I was in Rochester with a baby and I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, I was a little panicked yeah. because I going on the road doing stand up takes on a whole new meaning when you have a little one. So, oh, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. I was freaking out, and uh, the morning show guy, Justin, here in Baltimore, randomly, I'm telling you, random, went on my fan, Facebook fan page and messaged, I don't even know how I saw the message, and he's like, hey, they're looking for a female co-host in the afternoons if you ever want to blah, blah, and I was like, sold, I, I called him, I auditioned, loved it, and moved to Baltimore, and um, did not look back, so that's how I ended up. Isn't wow. that random? Everything's so random. Now, Baltimore's random, an interesting... It all fits together. It all fits oh, together. yeah. Baltimore's yeah. an interesting place because everybody oh, thinks yeah. everybody's on the wire. And right. <laughs> it's like, it's That's like all this, I knew about it. Yeah, the gang warfare <laughs> on the streets and stuff. But you and your husband yeah. bought a house, and you're very smart because you get a husband who has skills in construction. Uh, <laughs> yes. And you yes. started doing Absolutely. renovating. You created a website. That's what we're going to share. Uh, and we're going to yeah. post this online so everybody could get to it. But Nate, what made you buy kind of a fixer upper? Because how's, oh, and being in LA, you know how expensive houses are out here. What right. made you, what made you want to get a fixer upper? And, and cause there's a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness. What kind right. of, what kind of inspired you to do that? Because uh, we want to fix up because nothing, we don't like what everybody else likes. We're weird. Mm -hmm. Like we want our stuff and mm -hmm. nobody likes what we like. Everybody likes farmhouse, rustic, open concept or mm -hmm. gray, gray, gray everywhere, granite countertops. And that is beautiful, but it's mm -hmm. so not us. Like it's mm -hmm. just not what we want. So everything we saw was that and this, um, home, this big ranch we found, big to me, it's not at all big really, but um, with a big yard, just had so much potential. And it wasn't even on our dream. It didn't even check all the boxes. But mm -hmm. when we left, it was like a vibe. My real estate agent was probably so mad at me. And I'm like, it's more of a vibe thing. Like, <laughs> I can't describe it. But Very like, California. <laughs> yeah. I'll know when I walk in. And yep. I knew, you know, once we left, we were like, that one house. I don't know why, but we just did a couple more walkthroughs and we kept seeing what we could do. Like we want to do a, a hidden door into one room and we yeah. want to, I just painted a um, mural in the playroom, like a rainbow thing. Like we just, we knew what we wanted our stamp to look like. So um, this had the most potential, but honestly, there is no move in ready home. Even if the house does it's move in ready, you're always going to have to do stuff to it, you know? Yeah, they don't they don't make them like they used to too. My dad and I did some work in the house and I'm going, Dad, gosh, this corner's like a, a inch and a half off. He goes, Yeah, they didn't even right. anymore. So uh I so know, it's hard right? to do. <laughs> but I love it. You yeah. guys were gonna 
we're going to share it because there's a lot of projects that you guys go in depth about how to do it, what to buy, what type of wood, how to, how to treat it, how to do it. Very interesting. I've, I've enjoyed going on that website and checking it out. So we definitely are going to share Thank it. You. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we'll get to a few of them about uh, world's dumbest because that is still I hope you're getting residuals yeah. on that because they I'm played, not Jim. Oh, I'm so mad oh, I'm not I know oh, oh, no. they, they have marathons oh. every weekend on, yeah. on I, I'm just shocked how uh, do you know the house off. I could have bought a house so much bigger if I had residuals from that <laughs> oh my god it, it's criminal yeah, don't get me started with tv uh how they rip people <laughs> off but uh but anyway yeah. Do you, how much interaction, one of the questions uh, from Barbara is, how much interaction did you have with the other guests? Did you, were you, did they just tape your part and then they add you in? Because, like, I know there's some times where someone like Tanya Harding would say something and there'll be five little bubbles or people behind her commenting. Right, were you guys right. ever ever together that much or was it just kind of they tape your part we are primarily alone in front of a green screen they give us they would mm -hmm. give us a dvd or a link to watch all the videos you write your 10 pages of jokes and you mm -hmm. go in for a couple hours and and do that however we mm -hmm. always saw each other in passing like i saw Leif garrett and todd bridges and um tanya kelsey uh, pretty i definitely saw everybody in passing and then every now and then they would write a sketch where we would be with each other. So Daisy yeah. Gardner and I and Daniel Baldwin and I did one together. So that was really fun for me. So every now and then we got to interact, but there was also a New York cast and an LA cast. Oh yeah. Um, uh -huh. So yeah. So there were the LA guys and girls I, I never very rarely saw, but I, I mean, I knew them, but I didn't, I didn't get to hang out with them. So Daisy they, Gardner to, was yeah. Daisy Gardner as nice as she seems. Oh my gosh, she is like the human Snow White. I swear, she's so sweet <laughs> in real life. She's so great. Every she's exactly what you think. Yeah. Oh, what an adorable girl. What people don't remember is a lot of people. I don't like the connotation that all oh, these some of these guys are comedians, but some of them are kind of losers or they're kind of messed up. I mean, Leif Garrett in his day was just monstrous. I mean, yes, he was as big was as the Beatles. Beaver. Yeah, yeah, he uh -huh. was as big as the Beatles. And you look at yep. Todd Bridges, maybe one of the top ten child actors of all time. He was in Little House on the Prairie, The Waltons. He was Different. in so many Bro. shows that are considered some of their best shows. So, and obviously different strokes. What an, what an absolute yeah. iconic uh, guy that was. And he's so nice too. Yeah. So I didn't like that whenever I defend these guys, because people for, have such bad memories and they want to cut down people when they're, when they're down, but boy, that show, you guys have a lot of talent on that show and, and you guys are very funny. Oh, thank you. You know what? Yeah. I don't I had done a ton of clip shows. And I was never really like super proud of them. I'm always, I would always be disappointed with the jokes they would choose. But mm -hmm. True TV, that one, I would actually legitimately laugh at. I was like, boy, they really, they picked <laughs> the best stuff. Like whenever I saw what they chose, I wasn't even mad if they didn't. I'm like, well, they had, these people had way better jokes than I did for that bit. You know, like I, did, I never begrudged any uh -huh. lack of screen time because, they, yeah, they're funny. Oh, and that's Meeting House Productions. They're they're great. Ex yeah, the networks are cheap, but they're good. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but who who are the comedians that kind of make you laugh, or are there any? <laughs> 
Oh, there are. Yeah, I know because I sound so cynical. Um, <laughs> oh, you know who I love is Nate Bargosti. Do you know him? Oh, sure. Oh yes. my gosh, he just made me laugh so hard last night. I randomly saw him on YouTube. Um, I love Maria Bamford. She's a favorite. Mm-hmm. And I like clean. I like Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan. I know I sound yeah. like, you know, a Midwest mom, but I guess that's sort of what I am. So I uh, <laughs> love those guys. I do like, oh, Erin Jackson is a favorite of mine. She's not really famous, but so funny. So dead on. I'm a fan of, um, I watched, this is weird. Nikki Glaser and Louis CK came to Magoobies here mm-hmm. in Baltimore. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're, Nikki can be really uh, X-rated, mm-hmm. but dang, her stuff is so sharp. Like, it it, it is um, tends to be one flavor a little a little bit, you know, like sex stuff. But mm-hmm. it's so new. Like the stuff that she says is so different. It's fun to watch her. She always has new material too. And Louis C.K. I just saw him. I was like, I want to see what is he doing. And yeah, funny. it is dark, dark yeah. and great i mean yeah. try not to laugh i dare you yeah i i oh, think what I, I think what i like about you marianne is we're the same when i first started doing i've been on a lot of radio shows and podcasts for sports and all that stuff espn all these sports to name drop i hated the vulgarity i hated the good old boys network when we first started this with florence Everyone said it'll never work being positive. You're not cussing every other second. Aww. You're not talking about women, you know, screwing everybody and every. And I said, you know what? We're not having any of that on that sh- on this show. I said, we're going to be wholesome. We're going to be positive. We're going to be supportive people. We're going to be enthusiastic. And I guarantee you to grow. And that's why our podcast just exploded Good. is because, and that's why I think you're so attractive. I love your comedy. Aww. When I go on YouTube, I have to, I probably watch you once a week because you just make me laugh so much you're so, so sweet thank you oh, oh you see, know what i just realized i have a new album coming out too i can't believe i didn't you do not think of it. i do i i'm like you're like what should i promote i'm like oh, i don't know uh, <laughs> um i just finished editing it it's called are you turned it on yet and um now you're talking about sex you ruined a- that marianne what are you doing no, on do you <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. You haven't seen my new stuff, but I'm dancing in a really like an old timey 1920s way, and I I'm like the yeah whatever. You'll get it, but uh, definitely it's not right. How can we get that? Um, yeah, so it's edited, and they're selling it to Sirius, but um, I'm going to be able to put it on iTunes soon. So I just don't have it yet. That's why I guess I. Oh my gosh, you got to please tell us because our fans will. will our fans are like cult members. They'll buy whatever. No, I'm kidding. But they'll. <laughs> we try to support people, and it's amazing how many people we have. A lot of people. I, I don't know. I had to be honest with you. I don't know the appeal. We're, we're okay people, I guess. Florence is an amazing person. I'm just an average guy, Aww. but we're we're really. It's just amazing how many people listen to us and how many celebrities and uh, they're just so kind to us and and so we try to give back because i do appreciate talents and and i think this is what we have to do is marianne is such a good person comes from a great family we got to support people like this instead of just and i know we we just got off with a podcast with colin from below deck med and uh bravo boy sometimes you got to take showers after watching these shows but i just think we've got to <laughs> yeah. we've, got, we've got to we've got to support people like this because they make you feel good and marianne's been doing this for a Aww. long time 
and she makes people feel good. And I'm just so appreciative for all the things that you've done over the years. You've made me laugh during some dark times. And it's just uh, what a blessing you've been to the comedy world. Wow, Jim, I'm so floored. Thank you so much, both of you. You guys are, you're making my day. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had the CD out. (laughs) Uh, We're going to give you a copy of it uh, because we'll give you a copy of the show (laughs) if you give us a copy of the CD, but we'll promote the heck out of that that. because I just think this is what, this, this is what we need. We need fun comedy that makes you feel good instead of all this crazy. I just told her the joke about (laughs) Lawrence and I were cracking up. I told her the joke you tell about as a, you had magic powers as superpowers as a waitress that when you walk with regular coffee, it magically, you could turn it into decaf immediately. (laughs) Right. Just by pouring it in your cup. I did that. I I would do that. I was a waiter to put myself through college and I would walk in the back for 30 seconds, wait, and then come out and they'd go, is that decaf? Of course it is. You know, ignore the handle color. Oh, now, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything that's on your mind, Marianne? Because like I said, we could talk to you for hours, but I know we don't want to, we don't want to bother you too much. We feel so blessed that you could be on the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to plug or support or, uh, you know, big shout out to your, to your daughter. She's a, she's a crack up. I love Uh your podcast and your husband. What a talented guy. I know. I know. Mortalaro Customs. He makes Oh, he just made this beautiful floor-to-ceiling shelf uh, for the playroom. I'm, I, it's like obsessed. I'm obsessive right now about it. I'm like, oh, I'm putting it all over my Instagram. Um, boy, no. I mean, my album, for sure, once I get the artwork done, it'll be on iTunes and the website. But no, there's absolutely nothing other than the, uh, you know, the earth is flat. That's the only thing I want to get out there. And, uh, oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> NBA players <laughs> proved that. Uh, none yeah. of them have degrees, but they all proved it. Uh, right. But, uh, but tell tell Steve that Florence and I just totally, he is a riot. We love him. Keep whispering. Oh, I will. And, oh, and with Kirk, he's just, I listen to you guys at least once a week and I'm a big fan of his. He's great. He actually, I big, did a big shout out about him uh, how come he's not have you know blue check or something and something else and he retweeted it. Oh right, it. verified. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he oh, retweeted good. and said, "See, listen to him." So, uh, so yeah, he, he he's a great guy. But I hope you have a great weekend. We'd love to have you on the show when your uh, when your uh, album comes or we're getting yeah. old album a CD or stream oh, I know. when I it's live I, stream a track. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever the heck it is, but when My when that hologram. comes out. Oh, yeah. When that comes out, we would yeah. absolutely love to have you back on the show. I will 100% uh, send you an album, a, a record, whatever it is. All right. <laughs> Thank well, you you're... so much. I, will, I would love it. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime you have anything to, uh, that you need support or anytime just to talk, we love you to death. So take care, Marianne, oh, and I hope you so have an amazing sweet. Thank weekend. Thank you, both of you. You Thank too. You. Indeed. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Have a oh, great thank weekend. you, Marianne. You take care. All right. Bye-bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.